Well, we can get calls from all kinds of different people here at the church. But last week I took a call unlike any other I've had before. Good morning, Bo Morris Mordialic Baptist Church. David speaking, I said. Only to have the person at the other end say, Good morning. Is that Mr. Baptist speaking? <laughs> well, I am a few different things perhaps. But Mr. Baptist is not one that I'd ever thought I'd be called. And we had a little bit of a conversation. And, and this person clearly wanted to sell me something. And, and they had no idea that they'd rung a church when they sourced the number randomly from the title Baptist Church. Now, I'm not Mr. Baptist. And I'm not a mother either. But today as we think about who and what God has called, not just mothers, but all of us to be, we're going to take a look at this passage that Marg read about Mary and Martha. This passage is often misunderstood. It's often misconstrued. There were these two sisters. We know Mary and Martha were sisters and they were followers of Jesus and they were together with Jesus. We don't know whether this Martha or Mary were mothers or not. There's a lot of Mary's in the Bible. Uh, this is not Mary, Jesus' mother. This is another Mary. It's not so many Marthas that, that, that are mentioned in the Bible. But in this passage, there's some things that can be true of mothers that God wants to speak into all of our lives about, though, that we're going to focus on today. And they centre around the kind of spirit or the kind of attitude or state of mind, not only in Martha or Mary's life, but in any of our lives as followers of Jesus, whether you're a mother or not? What kind of spirit do we see in the lives of these women, either Martha or Mary? Let's begin in verse 38, where it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. The first thing we see is that Martha had a welcoming spirit. She's, she's often portrayed as, as someone who has the wrong focus from this passage. But when, when, that, uh, when that is... Um, critiqued of Martha, this is often overlooked. The, the reality is it's Martha who opened her home to Jesus in the first place here. It was Martha who welcomed Jesus. And in all likelihood, the, the, uh, the, the whole group of other people that were travelling with Jesus. Earlier in the chapter, in, the, in verse 17, it says, The 72 returned with joy and said to Jesus, and, and communicated with Jesus. So we know there were at least 72 travelling on, on the road at this point, possibly more. And so it's not just Jesus, but it's everybody else with him. She welcomed them into her home. And uh, so that's a pretty significant thing. It's a lot of people to welcome into your home. And it, it wouldn't have been a planned thing in all likelihood either. It would have just happened because it says that they were travelling along the road. Here in verse 38, it, it says, as they were on their way. And uh, so the, having a welcoming spirit or being someone who shows hospitality towards others is something that I think is demonstrated by Martha here that is a model for us, not just for mothers, but for all of us who are followers of Jesus. The Bible talks about this in, in a number of places. Romans chapter 12, in uh, verse 13, it uh, reminds us that, um, amongst other things, it says in Romans 12, 13, it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. And uh, in, uh, in, in the book of First Peter, 
actually, uh, it's got a really good um, and relevant caption here where it says, uh, words, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Without grumbling. That's where Martha started to come a cropper. As things unfolded, Martha's focus changed. She welcomed Jesus into her home. She welcomed all these other people probably with Jesus. Uh, But as we'll look at in a moment, things began to change with her attitude and her focus. But she began with a welcoming and a hospitable spirit. And it seems to me that a welcoming or a hospitable spirit is there in many mothers too. But whoever you are this morning, whether you're a mother or not, as a follower of Jesus... Are you someone who's characterised by a welcoming spirit that is willing to open your heart or open your home to others walking along the road of life, recognising that in doing so, you are actually, whether you realise it or not, reflecting how you would respond to Jesus? That's not just me saying that. Jesus himself says that in Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, uh, in, in, the, in the parable uh, that Jesus tells in Matthew 25, The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. What is evident in Martha is a welcoming spirit. But what is also evident in her is a servant spirit. She was was actively serving behind the scenes in this passage. It seems she was making preparations for a meal. And uh, so she, she was uh, seeking to honour Jesus. She was seeking to, um, in what she was doing, uh, d- do that in a way that demonstrated a ser- demonstrates a servant spirit. Um, and uh, it says in verse 40, uh, she, she, about the preparations that had to be made. It says, Martha was distracted by all the pre- preparations that had to be made. We'll come on to the distracted bit in a moment. But what we're focusing on just at, at first is that she had a servant spirit. She was making preparations uh, to honour and serve Jesus and she was working hard in the process of doing that. Here in this church family, something that encourages me greatly is the way that many of you serve God and others in this place with a servant spirit. That took place here on Friday for uh, for, for Alan's service. There were many people who who served in many and varied ways to, to to, to make that a significant day, serving around 300 people here on site and 400 at least when I checked this morning viewed that service online. That wasn't possible without a whole heap of people from this church family who demonstrated a servant spirit. But it didn't just take place on Friday. It takes place every week in all kinds of ways. There are people here who serve, uh, serve with a servant spirit day in, day out, week in, week out. And that is a great encouragement to me. But mothers too are often great examples of people with a servant spirit who serve their families selflessly in many and varied ways and serve God. And today we honour mothers for their servant spirit. But let's remember that as followers of Jesus, we are all called to follow the example of Jesus who demonstrates above all what it means to have a servant spirit. And this is described so powerfully and, and profoundly in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2 says, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, 
he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. That's our model. Jesus is our model of what it means to be a servant spirit above all. And uh, so we, we, what we learn from this passage is the importance of a welcoming spirit as followers of Jesus, the importance of a servant spirit. But as we read on, what is also evident in this story is that Martha developed an overwhelmed spirit. Verse 40 uh, d- describes it well in, uh, in this passage that uh, Luke records for us. Verse 40, as I read it to you again, she, uh, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I don't know if you've ever tried juggling. <laughs> if you have, you'll know what I mean. I, I'm not very good at it. I, uh, I, I uh, had a friend, uh, actually, Betty. It's, it's great to have uh, you with us today. Betty's son, uh, Betty's son who, I, uh, who I know, um, he was a good juggler. And uh, he, he used to be able to uh, juggle all kinds of different balls uh, at once. But when I, when I tried it, they'd tumble everywhere. I'd be going this way and that away, and I'd be trying to keep them all, uh, uh, all the balls in the air, but really struggling. That was Martha's experience here. She became overwhelmed by all the things that were before her, even in serving Jesus. It led to what? It led to her developing not only an overwhelmed spirit, but a frustrated spirit. It, it, it started, what, things bubbled to the surface and, and, and the kind of attitude that had characterised her earlier had shifted. And she became frustrated at Jesus. She became frustrated at her sister Mary. Mothers, as much as anyone else, it seems to me, find themselves having to juggle all kinds of different uh, roles in life, family roles, work roles, other responsibilities, never-ending, a never-ending lot of things competing for their time and their attention. And the word in the original language here that's translated as distracted in verse 40 literally means to be pulled here, there and everywhere. Mothers here today, perhaps that's true of you, but it can be true of any of us, whether you're a mother or not, that in the multitude of, of tasks before us in our lives, we can easily become overwhelmed what happens when that's the case what happens when an overwhelmed spirit develops in us as it did in Martha we can lose perspective that's what happened to Martha we can lose sight of what it means to have the presence of Jesus with us in our lives and that's what I want to finish with today that what that, that what we all need more than anything else in our lives and more than anything else in the midst of the demands of daily life whatever that looks like for you is a pres- is is what i would describe as a present in the moment spirit a spirit that is attentive to the presence of jesus in our life not just on a sunday but in our lives wherever we are and whatever we're doing let me read these verses again to you verse 39 she had a sister called mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. And this is what Jesus replied at the end. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What you need to understand to understand this, uh, what Jesus is saying here properly is this. 
What was the most important part of Middle Eastern, Bible times, Middle Eastern hospitality? The most important thing, if you were a host, was being attentive to the presence of your guests. Being present with them and being attentive to them. Martha began with that, but she lost sight of it. And that's what we can easily lose sight of too. We, we, can, we can easily lose sight of a spirit that is truly attentive to the presence of Jesus with us, wherever we are and whatever, is, whatever we are doing and whatever is going on for us. And one of life's greatest challenges, it seems to me, is to live in the present moment. To live in the present moment and to allow ourselves to be attentive to the presence of Jesus with us in the here and now of each day and to not lose sight of that. God is present and God is active in, in our everyday lives. He's present and active at home, at work, in family life, on the road. As we go on our, on our road trip, God will be present and, and active and, 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 and important for me to be attentive in different ways to God in those spaces, just as it's important for each of you to be attentive to God in the midst of whatever your days and your weeks look like over these days and weeks ahead simply as a follower of Jesus. To sit at Jesus' feet and listen to what he says is more about being present and attentive to Jesus in the midst of whatever you're doing than it is about what we're doing. It's not so much about what you're doing. Some people make out that this passage is about that. It's not. It's more about being attentive to, and present and attentive to Jesus in the midst of whatever you're doing instead of being overwhelmed by it. The story of Martha and Mary is left open-ended. We don't know what happened next. We don't know. It, it just finishes and, and then goes on to, to um, after Jesus' words, it goes on to, to other things, including the Lord's Prayer. So we don't know what happens next. But what will happen next in the story of your life, I wonder? Jesus invites not just Martha and Mary, but he invites mothers and he invites all of us to be attentive to him in the midst of daily life. He invites us to be characterised by a welcoming spirit, by a, by a servant spirit, yes. But when an overwhelmed spirit creeps in and when an overwhelmed spirit becomes more of a reality for us, he invites us to allow his presence to be what we come back to. And he invites us to be present in the moment and attentive to Jesus in the moment as we come back to that. Let me pray as we close. What's overwhelming you? What's overwhelming you in life or in faith at the present? Jesus said, Martha, Martha. He says, still today, David, David. Or he says, your name, put your name there. And hear him speaking to you today as a mother or simply as a follower of Jesus. Calling out to you, calling you back or calling you to be attentive to his presence. To be present in the moment to what he's saying and doing where you might have lost sight of that. Calling you to cultivate a welcoming spirit and a servant spirit, yes, 
but above all to cultivate a, a, a spirit that is present and attentive to Jesus, to his presence with you in the midst of daily life so that you are not so focused on everything else that you lose sight of that, so that you're not focused on everything else that you become overwhelmed, but that you are present and attentive to Jesus in your midst. In the story of your life, today, into the week ahead, into the the next three months ahead or, or more, into the next season of it, may this be true for you, that you are present and attentive to Jesus in the midst of whatever life holds. Thank you, Jesus, that you reach out to us. Thank you that you communicate with us. Thank you that you do so graciously, but you do so in a way that is clear, in a way that calls us back to what we often need to be called back to. And so we thank you for the work of your spirit as well that makes this possible. And so help us to be attentive to you and the work of your spirit in our lives, not only this day, but into the days ahead we ask. In and through the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.